Wilson. And our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, my lover and yours, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. How are you doing, babe? Life is beautiful. It is. I am enjoying spring. It is so pretty. I'm loving it. Yeah, this is a great spring for me. <laughs> so let's spring on into this let's episode. Spring in. Spring on in. <laughs> this is episode 124. How's that new normal going for you? Five tips for adjusting with more ease. I am really excited to bring you this episode. This is the first time we've ever done anything like this on our podcast. And what I mean by that is we're double dipping. Rot row. So a few of you helpfully pointed out uh, right when the pandemic was beginning that you were going back to some of our older podcast episodes and finding them really helpful. We're going to take a chunk of this from episode 46 and it's tips for adjusting to a new normal. What is a new normal? I was thinking about that and Eric and I listened to the episode. I really, really liked the five tips that we offered. For context, this episode was shared about two years ago. We just took the meat of it. There's about 20 more minutes of it you can go listen to if you want to hear me and Eric talk about books and tell jokes and talk about his vasectomy. So that's like a good time there. Two years ago, almost exactly in May is when this episode first aired, The Five Tips. And the reason why I was like, maybe we should just re-record it and use The Five Tips because they're so relevant. But I wanted to keep it as is, and I'll tell you why. We recorded it maybe, what was it, like five months after I'd been hit by a car while running. Yeah. So the new normal that I'm talking about mostly is the new normal of me adjusting to life after being hit by a car. One of the reasons why I think that it's awesome to share is because life has continued and life has moved on and so many of the things that were hard for me two years ago are no longer an issue for me. So I talk about being in pain a lot and not being able to move without pain and having to slow down my work pace and and different things like that. And all of the tips are really applicable to our life right now. But I liked having it just for a change of pace, for, <laughs> for a change of direction, not be exactly directly related to the pandemic and to COVID-19. Because here's what I know without a doubt is Eric and I, we, we got some lunch today and we were looking out the window. And do you remember what you just said? looking out the window? I don't. You said the world is different. Oh, yeah. The world has changed. The world has changed. There is a unifying factor of the world is different. It's not different in the same way for each of us, but the world is different for everyone. There is a market before COVID-19. Right now, we are all doing our damnedest to adjust to the during. And I, I for one, am hopefully looking, and so I mean with hope, (laughs) right, to the after. But we preach so much the importance of living in the presence, living in the present moment, and all five of these tips that we're going to share help you be in the present 
And that's why I think they're so effective. And that's what I think the power is. So Eric talks about some some dieting. There's even some language, some diet culture language I wouldn't use today. So be sure to listen to our podcast episode 120, Building, Building Body Image Resilience with Beauty Redefined. You know, there's some fun blast from the past. Obviously, some of the tips, you know, we tell you to go to a store. You're going to have to be creative and think of new things. But all five of them are applicable. And so even if you've already listened to the episode in the past, I'm really excited for you to listen to these five tips again and ask the question, how could this apply to me? Would believing this serve me? And could believing this ease a pain point that has been afflicting me right now? So with those questions in mind, you can take them into this episode. So first off, I want to explore this idea of new normal. And what does new normal kind of mean to you, Eric? Uh, something has changed. Something that you either choose to or you don't choose to has is changing your life. And it's something new. I mean, it's pretty- I love that. What you said there, the either something that you've chosen to have change or that you didn't choose to have change. So I think if you're in the boat like me, I did not choose to be hit by a car. I did not choose to break ribs and a vertebrae and have traumatic head injury. I did not choose any of those things. And yet I did choose to have my babies. It was still just as (laughs) hard and traumatic in some ways, you know? But we're glad you did. I'm very glad I did. And also, it can be a cross-country move. Maybe you chose it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe it's something... Unemployment. An Oh, unemployment. Or somebody new moving into your life or becoming part of your life. A new sister-in-law, a brother-in-law. Maybe even a new neighbor that's impacting your life. I think we think of a new normal on this like huge scale, but even trying to make changes in our life, like a new healthy eating habit, just defining it as a new normal can really help because the concept of new is there, but also the concept of normal is there. Right. And I think for me, one thing that has been very difficult after the accident is accepting the new normal. I'm aware of the new normal. I can see the new normal. What happened when you didn't accept it? Uh, I felt really bad. What do you, what do you think? I don't know. I'm just saying like. So when you're not accepting feelings, I mean, that's a really good question. When you're not accepting feelings, we're usually detaching or we're numbing. Okay. So when we're numbing, maybe what we're doing is we're trying to control like all these other things in our life that really don't matter. This is why people can have eating disorders or why they micromanage every hour of their children's schedule or you're detaching. I think you're like, well, how do I know if I'm detaching? If you can't seem to get excited about anything, passionate about anything, I'm not a doctor, but my guess and my... But but we kind of are now. Well, yeah, I'm a doctor of this podcast. Uh, you know, my best guess based on what I know about human behavior and uh, my personal experience is that you have built walls around yourself. And so you are not feeling the feelings that are really going to upset you, but you're also not feeling the feelings that are going to make you passionate and connected to the life that you're living. Mm -hmm. That's why I really am stoked to share these five ideas for adjusting to your new normal. But yeah, I think Eric, you know, the question is, 
just, first off, you got to accept that there's a new normal. And that seems really small and simple, but that actually might be the hardest part. Yeah, there's mourning, definitely. Yeah, there's mourning. And that's something I've had to accept lately is that I am in mourning of the health that I lost of the body that I lost. And even in mourning a little bit for the person I was before my sense of safety was encroached upon Mm -hmm. (laughs) by a car. Here's the thing. I think something that helps me is if you're not growing and progressing, today right now is all you'll ever be. And we talk about this concept often, but this isn't all I ever want to be. And so even when I'm fighting the new normal, I just, I don't know. I'm like, you know, I want to be more than what I am today. I want to be more of the awesome I know that I have inside. Mm -hmm. And this new normal is going to help me get there. And so maybe framing it that way will help you. And I know it's certainly helping me. So let's get right into it. I have five tips for you. First tip is remember each week is going to be different. Wow, this is really striking a nerve for some reason. Each week is going to be different, each hour, each day. Try to remember it won't always feel like this. This is even something I've been doing this week. I had two days this week where I really didn't feel a ton of pain where I usually feel my pain in my neck. It was great. And it was awesome. And I made a really big effort to say to Eric, hey, I want to let you know I didn't feel as much pain today. Reason I did that is because it's really easy for me to get into this habit, this loop of like, like I said, when the people ask me how I'm feeling, I'm in pain all day, every day. But if I'm really honest with myself, I can go, hey, 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 wait, you're not in pain right now. Hold on to this feeling because you're going to have more of this feeling coming up. Or just be grateful for it right now so when you're in pain later, you remember that you had these hours when you weren't in pain. Especially this is so applicable with a new baby. You learn this after your first child so much more. When Ginger was a tiny baby or first, she was so colicky. Yeah. I mean, rough. <laughs> like, I didn't understand why people liked having babies. <laughs> like, everyone's like, babies are so cute. And I'm like, really? Like, it was really rough. What's the deal with babies? <laughs> what's, hey, what's the deal with these babies, guys? The thing about children is their phases change so quickly. And so you'll realize with your first child that they take their shoes off all the time in their car seat. That was maddening. You, We would get so mad. But then with your second or third, when they start taking their shoes off, you're like, oh, this is something they just get over. So you're not as mad about it because you know that there's an end in sight. And so with your new normal, whether that's a change in your diet, a new neighbor, a new person in your life, maybe a loss, your new normal is after losing someone. Remember, each week is going to be different, each hour, each day, and try to remember it's not always going to feel like it does right now. I'm not saying it's never going to be worse than it is right now. It's probably going to be better than it is right now. And I I think, Eric, you've been making a lot of positive changes with your eating. Yeah. Uh, about a month ago, I got really disgusted with myself. and I In said, a healthy way. And I said, like you hit a breaking point. Yeah. Well, you being in bed for a couple months and all the kindness of, you know, neighbors and friends bringing snacks over yeah. didn't help my body much. <laughs> so I, I got disgusted one morning and then decided that I'm going to go back to like my, the weight that I wanted to be, which mm-hmm. is about 30 or 40 pounds less. And I think one thing that was really cool is you just started saying, 
I'm not on a diet. Like, this is my new normal. Yeah. One thing that I, did, I wanted to do is I didn't want to do some, like, fad niche diet that's, like, going to get me there. I wanted to actually change how I ate and change how I felt and mm-hmm. something that I can do for the rest of my life. So it's not – so I just don't go back as soon as I finish the extreme whatever. And- it's so funny because, like, I've been dieting, not in a good way, but since I was eight, and Eric's, like, never dieted, so he keeps bringing up things about dieting like I've never heard them before, and it's hard for me to be like, <laughs> he's like, did you know this? And I'm like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> I've been talking about that since I was 10, but one thing that you said was that idea of being hungry. Yeah. I think that idea of being hungry, your thought there, really applies to this, it won't always feel like this. Yeah. Do you mean like I'm hungry at first, but then it goes away? What do you mean? Yeah. Like this idea of hunger is not going to kill you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I have a, I have a coach, my buddies has this amazing like weight loss coach and he's like, hunger pains will come and go. He's like, yeah, just because your body is used to telling you you want food at this moment doesn't mean you have to give it to it. It'll pass and you'll be fine. Yeah. And so I love that, like applying that to this first tip of remember, it won't always feel this way, right? Again, we're not telling you to starve yourself. We're just saying so often we're in that habit of like emotionally eating. And I can even tell when I get sad, I start feeling really hungry Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to do more mindful, intentional eating, but I don't know if it really works because I'll be like, I'm sad. I'm eating this because I'm <laughs> sad. I'm mindfully eating my <laughs> yeah. feelings right now. I know what I'm doing. I don't know if that's like what you're supposed to do with that uh, mindful eating, but that's how I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. Tip number two is give yourself a break. Break from doing hard things, breaks from the new normal, find distractions. So just like when your body has a certain amount of pain, you'll pass out. When I was in the ambulance after being hit by the car, like that's when the adrenaline went away and all of the pain rushed in and I passed out. And the paramedic said to Eric, oh, her body's resetting. I like thinking about that. It's like your body, when it's in so much pain or discomfort, it will give itself a break by passing out. (laughs) You know, like Mm -hmm. it will reset. And after having babies or after something traumatic or truly really life-changing, I'm not saying that like before you go into detachment and numbing, but I do think for me, especially, and I'm assuming for you, giving yourself a little bit of a break from the new normal occasionally, but being really intentional about it can be really helpful. So I was thinking like, how did I do that as I was healing, you know, in the very beginning after being hit by the car? And I actually would do it by going in when I could, when I could sit up better, I would go and get like fully ready. So I had been in bed for like months, not getting ready, like makeup, hair or anything like that. And when I felt a little bit better, I would go in and I I set up my entire um, bedroom buying stuff on painkillers. Mm-hmm. And so I had this new mirror and this new vanity. <laughs> I would sit down and I would do my makeup. It became this really fun thing for me to do. And I think the reason why it was so fun is because it was giving me a break from the new normal of being in bed all the time. Well, it's, and it's almost like a reset. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're giving yourself this reset. And so I think going to a really raunchy, stupid movie, I like raunchy, stupid movies. You don't have to go to raunchy ones, but, or going to, I don't know, like if you like buying makeup, like going to the store and just like trying on a bunch of lipsticks, like give yourself a little break. If you've just had a baby and you are feeling really depressed and really anxious, go do something that you used to do before you had the baby that connects you to yourself. 
And I think also like in dieting, give yourself the grace and the break. If like last night, Eric, you said, I'm being naughty. And you were oh, eating because like, yeah, because I'm trying to not eat past seven, and I had a little piece of pizza. And you had a little piece of pizza, and I said, you know what? You're being naughty. Like enjoy it. You're being naughty. You're eating that pizza. I owned it, <laughs> and he owned it. So number two is give yourself a break. And from- by owning it, I dipped it in balsamic vinegar. Ooh, balsamic vinegar is so good. It's the best. So take little breaks and give yourself a break from the new normal because it is an ex- an exhausting thing. And even if you know you've lost a loved one, and you're like. I can't go and do this thing. I'm grieving. I'm mourning. Give yourself a break from being the grieving mourning person. And it's like the paramedic said, it's like a little reset for yourself. Number three ties into that. It's reevaluate your definition of self. For me, I'm like, okay, how am I doing that after being hit by the car? Oh, so one of the ways that I define myself is I help people. And it makes me feel really good to help people. And I like being in a position and, a, and have the power to help people. I like having money so that I can help people. All of the things so I can help people. That is a big part of myself and self-worth is I love to help and be helpful. But after having a baby or after going through a big life change, um, like being hit by the car, I couldn't help anyone. I didn't feel like I could help anyone. So I had to stop and reevaluate my definition of self. Am I only a good person if I am helping other people or can I be a good person who gratefully receives help? I had to start focusing on being a person who gratefully receives help. Even though I couldn't rem- literally like brain injury could not remember everybody that I needed to think, I tried to do the thing where instead of waiting until I could write a thank you card and bake them cookies and go on and on to thank them, which is what I usually do. I just did my done is fun and I would send thank you text out as fast as I could, which again, normally I'd be like, I've got to get the stationery. I've got to bake the cookies. I have to... Send thank you notes for the thank you notes. And by reevaluating my definition of self, can I be a good person who is grateful and says thank you and accepts help rather than just being a good person who gives help? So maybe just ask yourself like where those sticking points are where you're having such a hard time. And number four is pick one or two things to focus on and then steadily add things back in. My idea behind this one is after having the stomach flu, you don't sit down and eat a whole buffet. You oh you were so sick for like a week. Yeah, I've had a I've had a month. Yeah, you have had a month. Your stomach was really upset. Yeah. You can't just freaking go back to In and Out and get a double double. I mean, you can try. You can try, but it's gonna most likely make you sick. <laughs> yeah. And so I've just been feeling like I have been not like I'm doing too much lately, but I was doing this. I was slowly adding things back into my schedule, and then all of a sudden it snowballed into me having like a very full Allison full schedule. Yeah, you. But you didn't do that immediately. You I kinda, didn't do it immediately. Kind of went back to your old ways after a while. Yes. I was I was really good about adding things one by one at first. And then in the past probably month, it has snowballed. Yeah. So last night, I said to Eric, I said, hey, yesterday when I was driving, I spontaneously burst into tears. And I'm not sure why. I think maybe, I don't want to say I'm doing too much, but I'm trying to do it too fast. And so I stayed in bed longer this morning. I just took a slower morning. And I decided I need to slow back down. And What, t- what time did you wake up? 10. <laughs> 
That's a luxury that I have both worked for and I'm grateful for. Uh, And Eric was a champ and you did the drop-offs. But you know what? I could have even asked Colleen, our neighbor, and I'm sure she would have helped. Yeah, it's all good. Which brings us to point number five, and we're just cooking right through these, is accept help, ask for help. Help is great. Mm -hmm. So last night... As I had realized that I needed to maybe just slow down for a bit. We're traveling to Baltimore and then I'm traveling to LA and boom, 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 boom. I said to Eric, I asked for help. I said, hey, I've been going a little too fast. I need to slow down. Can you help with these things I've been doing in the morning? That, those are my five tips. Those are great. Do you have anything you want to add? Um, well, if they listen to the book or read the book, The Untethered Soul, mm. Life is just so much easier if you approach it from observation. Yeah. And just don't attach. You know, life, you know, do your best in life. Some things happen that you can't change, but observe them and don't fight them and you'll suffer less. Even if it's really hard, you will suffer less, even though there is still suffering. It's so true. So often... In one of my keynotes, I call it the stop self-imposed suffering. It's the self-imposed suffering. There's the pain and suffering that happens. Like, yes, I'm in actual physical pain, and there's the pain from the loss of the healthy body. Like, that's real. That is all pain is real pain. But both of those are pain that are inevitable. Mm -hmm. But the me being constantly upset and mad about all the things I can't do right this minute, that is self-imposed suffering. Right. And so I love that. And again, it's back just to kind of that concept of you don't want to be overly attached, clinging, mm-hmm. and you don't want to be detached to the point where you're not feeling any feelings, mm-hmm. right? But it's that, like you said, unattached. Yeah. Where you're like the observer. Yeah. You let life happen and don't, I mean, it's going to happen and you can accept it or suffer kind of. Yeah. And I think that's how I was able to have the awareness that I needed to slow down. I just like took a step back and I was like, okay, here's this girl. She's doing a good job. Good job, girl. And wow, it looks like she kind of snowballed a lot really quickly maybe I could slow this girl down a bit. And even talking about it, like in a little bit of that not quite as attached way, I I was able to give myself more grace, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm going to recap those really quick. Your new normal can be something big or small, and it's just you're trying to change and grow as a person. And so having a new normal um, fairly often is a great thing. And here are some tips for adjusting to it. Number one, remember, it's going to be different. It's going to be different each week, each hour, each day. And when you're in the low moments, remember, it's not always going to feel like this. Number two, give yourself a break. Break from doing hard things, breaks from the new normal, find some distractions, but be really intentional about it. Mm-hmm. I am in. I am intentionally eating my whole, A whole pizza is not a good break. <laughs> yeah. And also, I always say, you know it's a break if you feel recharged rather than drained after it. If you feel drained and worse about yourself after doing it, that's not a break. That's like binging or numbing. <laughs> I always think about Andy from The Office when he breaks up with Aaron or Aaron <laughs> breaks up with him and he's like, I ate a whole pizza over my kitchen sink like a rat. <laughs> like a rat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's binging, not break. Number three, reevaluate your definition of self. And that's when I was like, am I 
a good person if I accept help rather than just give help. Um, I needed to look at my definition because sometimes we have an incorrect definition that no longer serves us. And number four, pick one or two things to focus on and then steadily add things back in. Don't go and fill your entire plate up at the buffet. Start with those simple carbs first (laughs) and then you can add the more complex things, right? And number five is accept help, ask for help. Help is great. You know what's really fun? What? You. You're fun. Oh, thanks. Um, But I ran six miles on Saturday. I know. So proud of you. Well, it's just, you know, how I started this episode is things are going to change. Things are going to look different week to week. Things are going to look different month to month. And what you're struggling and suffering with and from now, I'm not trying to minimize with it, but it will feel and look different. It's been over two years since I was hit by a car. I couldn't even talk about it in a certain way until recently. I feel differently about it now. I really think that there just has been some time for healing. I just have so much faith and hope for you. Yes, you and your life. The healing that's going to occur, the beautiful things that we're going to learn as a society. And I'm excited for us. One thing that I want to add that I've been trying to do that has been really helping me is <laughs> is to just appreciate nature and the way that nature moves with ease even as it's doing difficult things. So I sat and watched a river for a while on Sunday. Watched how the current moves and it's moving swift and there's a lot of change, but the individual droplet of water gets carried by the current and moves with ease and lives in that flow of life. I feel so fortunate that I'm in a mindset right now where I feel like I can go with the flow a little bit more and I don't feel like I'm fighting and trying to swim upstream as much. I don't see that because I don't think you should go through those phases. I think that those are phases everybody will go through and is going through at different times. But just want to offer the hope that relaxation and surrender is always available, even in the middle of our deepest, darkest suffering. I just want to offer that to you as like a little lifeline that I hope helps some of you out there. As we ended the the five tips, asking for help is great. And one of the ways that we love to ask for help is the reviews that you guys leave. They mean so much. They buoy us up and they help get the podcast shared. So Eric, do you have a review for us? Yeah, this is a great one from Cindy89. She says, I've never loved anyone the way I love Allison. Her spunk, positive attitude, and raw emotion make her a bright part of my day. Sometimes I think to myself, I want to be just like her. But then I hear her voice in my head that says, I need to be me. And and I'm already as awesome as I need to be. I love her so darn much. And I'm so grateful for all the blood, sweat, and tears she puts into making my day so amazing. Cindy, thank you so much. I really felt so much love from your review and from your comment. That is exactly what I would say. (laughs) You being you is the most awesome, generous, beautiful thing you could do for the world. We are going to give you goodies for that wonderful review. So be sure to hit us up at awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. Right this very minute, I am wearing my She Can't Be Stopped shirt. A couple thousand people between the ones we did at Alt Summit and the first round we sold have these shirts now. You're listening to this on Wednesday. If you have 
one of my She Can't Be Stopped shirts. A couple thousand people have these shirts and I need pictures of people in them and I have about 10 pictures. So I just want you to feel like a little bit bad if you don't want to give me a picture for my dream project. No, it's fine. I don't want you to feel bad. I just want to say don't feel bad when people, you know, statistically, I have a couple thousand of these shirts out and I have 10 pictures that people have given me. So if you could send me a picture of you in this shirt by tomorrow, that would be really, really helpful. I have something I want to do with pictures of you guys wearing the She Can't Be Stopped shirts. And if you want to join the bandwagon and get one of these powerful shirts, we're doing another group order, but it ends this Friday, uh, the May 1st. Actually, technically, I think it ends the 30th, but I'll give you guys till Friday if I can. And I really appreciate your support, but also I just love the movement of the She Can't Be Stopped shirts. It's making me feel all excited and alive when I see people wearing them. Oh, it just makes me so happy. Do you have anything you want to say? No, just okay. I love everyone. Thank oh, you for okay. being here. Thank you for being a part of our podcast. You've never pulled me in at this point of the podcast, so I didn't know what to say. I, I want you to leave that in, though, because I really okay. want people to know that sometimes I crack the whip and you're like, I don't know what you want from me. What do you want, woman? Oh, I'm pretty bossy. I'll tell you what I want. You guys are doing such a great job. You're doing such a great job. Life is crazy. What a wild ride, man. You're crushing it. Hang in there. It's going to be different tomorrow if it really sucks today. I promise you that. Just hold on for one more day. And I'm going to tell you, only you can be you. And you're already as awesome as you need to be. Are you going to take us out on something, sir? Yes. I just want to say thank you. So many people are using the code awesome with Eric. Okay. They seriously are using the code awesome with Eric. And he dances around going, somebody just used awesome with Eric. Every because, single time. Because, I mean, I just love stealing the spotlight. I love I love <laughs> Awesome with Eric. So thank you. Thank well, tell you, them thank what you. it's for, Awesome with Eric, uh, if they don't know. Well, yeah, it's the code. It's a, it's a coupon code for 20% off the dopest stock music library oh, so dope. anywhere. <laughs> My library, Pleasant Pictures Music Club. People are making such rad videos. They're tagging they me. Are. People are making beautiful things. I'm just so grateful and overwhelmed and love everything that's happening. So right now, for a limited time, our library is 50% off, so it's $99. And then on top of that, 20% off with code Awesome with Eric. <laughs> this song is called Rabbits and Hats, two of Uncle Job's favorite things. You can find this in the Urban Magic that Collection. That is the best title you've ever done. Yeah, you're going to like this song. You can find this in the Urban Magic Collection at Pleasant Pictures Music Club. Use code Awesome with Eric for 20% off.